Hey everyone, this is David coming to you live from the new microphone. I just wanted to let you know that my audio once again has some clicking in this episode. It's not too bad and it seems to be just at the beginning, but just to let you know, things sound a little eh during most of it. So if you have an issue with that, you can go ahead and skip this week and next week I'll be in with this new microphone that doesn't make sounds like that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, the Disney Channel original movie podcast. My name's David. And my name is Zach. And today we watched a movie that doesn't really live up to its title at all. No. We watched The Phantom of the Megaplex. And, Freeman, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of Phantom in this film. No. Absolutely none. A lot of Megaplex. Mm -hmm. Very little Phantom. Very little. And for as many tropes as they have, Uh none of them are Phantom of the Opera tropes. Well, there's like two, but, you know. Well, maybe at most. I, I... Anyways, this, this movie, Phantom of the Megaplex, uh, follows on three kids. They are siblings, because of course they are. The oldest is the assistant manager of the Megaplex. Um, and there's a phantom, quote-unquote, haunting it. There's a whole yes. Scooby-Doo plot line of trying to find out who the phantom is, and they give you all the stuff about it throughout and the entire lore. movie. Because, of course, they do. There's lore for um, There's lore about the phantom of the Megaplex, about how he was an old person who died during the deconstruction of the original movie theater while they built the new one, yada, yada, yada. Um... Throughout the entire night of them having this big midnight movie premiere for a movie called Midnight Madness, there's all sorts of things going wrong with all the different projectors and everything's going wrong. Popcorn machine breaks, yada, yada, yada. Somehow he apparently uh, rigged it so that the gumball machine would collapse. Yeah, which, like, doubt. Not sure how But, you know. Uh, anyways, the point is, there is no actual Phantom of the Megaplex. Turns out it was the manager the whole time. Spoilers, I guess, but, you know. Um, and... David called that from the start of the movie. The minute we I will saw add. him. Literally the second we saw him, David was like, yeah, it's him. And he, he nailed it right on the head. Um, at the very end, everything works out fine. There's a subplot about the mom and her boyfriend not being ready to get married. But no, it doesn't matter. Um, Mickey Rooney's in it, and he's the best part of the he entire is, movie. He really is. Um, his name is Movie Mason. He's a fantastic old man, and I love him. I would die for him. He gives um, a good that's speech it. about the... Uh, that's the movie. <laughs> he gives a great speech about the magic of the movies. Yeah, he does a great the un- job, the which I think is the whole point. The unfortunate thing about it is that um, he references a bunch of movies, mm-hmm. all of which I'd rather be watching. Yeah. This, this I think, is another one of the movies that is a, like, razor-thin plot mm-hmm. stretched to an hour and a half. Because you know oh, the yeah, meaning, you know the meaning that happened in order to get to this film. Went, uh, anyone throw out an idea? There's no bad ideas. And then someone went, movie theater, premiere night, things are going Phantom wrong. Phantom of the Opera. Not even Phantom of the Opera. I, don't, I think that was added literally last minute. Because okay. there's there is no relation to Phantom of the Opera in this. There is the the only relation is that. 
the movie Phantom of the Opera, the old black and white silent film, exists. The relation is that there is a supposed phantom, which is ruining the theater by making all sorts of mischief. Which is true at the end, it's just that it's a Scooby-Doo villain instead of an actual like person who has an actual uh, motivation, even as, as terrible as it is. His motivation doesn't even make any sense. No, it makes zero sense. But I, I would argue that it's not really a Phantom of the Opera story at all. I mean, it's a very loose Phantom of the it's, Opera story. It's incredibly say, but... loose. It is so not Phantom of the Opera that they have mm-hmm. to remind you that Phantom of the Opera is a part of it at all. Yeah, like three quarters of the way through the movie. Remember Phantom of the Opera? They say. Remember Pepper that? That was, that was a film that existed, and he looked like this in Phantom of the Opera. Look at all these mm-hmm. posters in Mickey Rooney's room. Phantom of the Opera. Behind mm-hmm. the cloud. Mickey's roomy. Mickey's roomy. You know what else never goes <laughs> anywhere? Hmm. The relationship uh, subplot with yeah, Jerk Guy. Yeah, it just kind of gets sorted out at the end. And Jerk yep. Guy disappears yep. after he like, get halfway through the movie. No, no, he just kind of—he just kind of. They don't leaves. even show him kicking him out of the movie theater, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. Presumably, he just I wanted leaves. to see that. Yeah, it's weird. Bummer. Also, they spend like a solid like five minutes at the beginning of the film, just naming mm-hmm. everyone and telling you their one characteristic. Yep. But who they do not name is the love interest? Question mark. Wait, because she doesn't work at the movie theater. She's also not in the film, basically. Yeah. My point is that, like, she's in the film less than any of those characters, mm-hmm. but she's the love interest. Yep. And there's a... This movie is, like, it's not racist, overtly. Well, but there's, like, a couple things. But there's a couple things. So, as David stated, all of the workers at the... um movie theater have like nicknames and everything like that that's right um there's one of them that they don't mention who happens to be a person of color that they don't even give a name he's just in the background he doesn't have a name he has lines doesn't have a doesn't have a name apparently his name is zeke according to the wikipedia they didn't give him a cool name but they yeah they don't even say it what's the uh Um, the only the other one yeah yeah her nickname is racy lacy yep Mm mm-hmm Yep. She also Which has fewer lines. I can't than necessarily blame. I can't necessarily blame Disney for that one because that one probably came from the book that this is based on. This is so. I I want to double check. This is based on a book. I'm pretty sure. I want to be 100 percent sure before we go letting Disney off the hook. I will double check that this is based on the book. Let's see. No. No. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page too. With a, all it says well. is a title and concept yeah, just very loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. That's all it's got. Yeah, that's it. Never mind. Yeah. It's not based on a book. It's just yeah. bad. It's just bad. It's it's really mm-hmm. bad. And yeah, Zeke is the only theater worker who does not have a nickname. Mm-hmm. Other than Merle, who the joke is doesn't have a nickname. Right. I... And also, he's not like a teenager, which the rest of them are. Yeah. Freeman, mm-hmm. do you want to... Do you have anything to say about like the acting in this film, for example? 
Um, it's not as bad as it could be. That's right. Because a lot of them are at least attempting to act like they're making mm-hmm. a, a decent effort. That's it's right. not the worst ever. Um, Mickey Rooney does a fantastic job. Love him. He, that man can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them, not great. But it's not the worst we've seen from a Disney Channel original movie. No, it's absolutely not the you worst. Know? Like, it's it's not half bad. No. Could be worse. It, that's not this movie's fatal flaw. The acting is not the worst thing ever. What this is... movie's fatal flaw is the everything else about it. Yeah, I was going to say, what is this movie's fatal flaw? Um, it's the everything else. Everything, yeah. You you can tell that they were unhappy with how the Phantom looked. Mm-hmm. Because oh, they you, don't, it. you don't see the Phantom... Um, until about, what, half an hour, 45 minutes into the film? And you don't even see their face, you just yeah, see the black cloak, like, whoosh it's past. It's just the whooshing of a black cloak. You don't actually mm-hmm. see the Phantom, like, in, like, at all until, until the, end. the end. Yeah, until, like, they get tied up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And the mask is just a cheap... It's, like it's Michael's a, dollar mask that they spray painted with like some glitter silver spray paint, that, but like it's still mostly white. Yep. So they it's so even, bad. Yeah, they didn't even make an effort there. Mm-mm. Yeah, the, the Phantom costume is a cloak with a hood and a dollar store mask. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the mystery of it doesn't even make any sense. The mystery of it isn't even good. Because you know it's not Mickey Rooney. Right. Uh, it can't be Mickey Rooney. And if you need any proof that it's not Mickey Rooney, he Watch tells you it's not Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney tells you that it's not him. And he has a and good also, reason why. And you can figure whole, it out from the get-go. His whole character is that he loves the movies. That's his thing. Yeah. He loves like what the movies are and what they represent. Exactly. So why would he try and ruin the movies? Yeah. The other person that it could be that they try to throw at you as someone who could be is Merle the Projectionist. Mm-hmm. And in the same scene that's discounted by the fact that they then see the Phantom with him mm-hmm. in the room. And the the whole um, try and throw away that they do to try and make you think that it's not Sean is that they, when he goes missing at like the beginning third of the movie mm-hmm. um they find him tied up in the basement. So yeah. they're like, oh, well, it can't be him because he's been tied up. It's like, no, he just tied himself up to make <laughs> himself not look suspicious. He's not yep. stupid. Yep. And then, I mean, he's stupid, but like, you know. But the problem isn't that they do that once. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they do that twice. Yeah, they, they have him disappear for a while and then they find him all tied up. And then he just disappears again. Like, oh, whatever. And they're like, ah, oh, it's fine. You, no. you have it happen once, and then he's like, oh, I'm really behind because I got tied up, so I'm going to be really busy. And then whenever he needs to do Phantom stuff, you have him and another character make themselves disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. But no, they just have him... Di- he's barely in the movie. Right. Because he needs to be around I think he Phantom maybe stuff. has, like, total of, like, 30 minutes scream time. Maybe, including when he's, like, dressed up as the Phantom. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Mickey Rooney has more screen time than him. 
Oh, I know Mickey Rooney has more screen well, time. Well, which is weird, because that means that they could afford Mickey Rooney for that amount of time, but yeah. still made this movie. Well, that's where most of the budget to this movie went, be. was renting out the theater space that they had for it. It must which be. Which they only use one, like, physical movie theater, but the rest of the actual, like, dressing of the set, like, this is a big movie theater, because mm-hmm. it's a megaplex. They make it look And big. then they spent the rest of their budget on hiring Mickey Rooney. Yeah, they do make it look big. The set is good. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with the set. I mean, it's a very, like, extravagant modern movie theater. Like, it has things that I have never seen in a movie mm. theater before, like um, bulk candy. Yeah. Which, no. But, you know. Also, the entire time, they never had a shot pointing out the um, movie theater carpet. So, minus one point yeah. for me, because movie theater carpet is the best part of the movies. That's right. It's literally the best thing. It's true. It really is. hmm Freeman, do you have... Would you like to... Go ahead. I was going to ask if you have any trivia from IMDb about this movie. Because I'm more um, interested in that than I can the, pull some um, what else did they I can do check. for this movie. I only have one for that because oh, all of them goodness. did nothing. It's so incredibly uneventful. So If, if, uh, if you're interested, see. watch some of our previous episodes. Because other Disney Channel people are in this film as well. Like They must have filmed it on like, mm-hmm. the same day or something. Let's see here. Yeah, got any good um, trivia? When Movie Mason, Mickey Rooney, tells Karen and Brian that there's always magic in the movies, and he says, we all learn there's no place like home, this is a nod to Rooney's long-term friendship and partnership with Judy Garland, who coined oh, yeah. this phrase in The Wizard of Oz. I don't think that's and what it is. And accompanied I, at the mirror of movie in many films. I think that, it's just a Wizard of Oz reference, I, but sure. Absolutely just a Wizard of Oz reference, because he also says mm-hmm. stuff like a flying bike. Yeah. So, is are you telling me um, that's his um, about his long-time friendship and partnership with um, famous actor E.T.? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's just a Wizard of Oz reference, but like, yeah, I, I, it could be like towards Judy Garland, but I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, the clips that are shown as glimpses of Genevieve, one of the fake mm-hmm. movies in the movie, are actually from Alice, Sweet Alice, a horror film previously released by Allied Artists in 1976. Huh. Sure. I guess. Um, some of the other trivia is that it's loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. No, it's <laughs> no, not. No, it, it is um, loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. And then there are two stars of the popular action franchise, the Boondock Saints, Carlo Rota and Daniel DeSantos, which I don't think they actually are. No, DeSantos plays um, Zeke. He's like the director or something. No, I think think he was Zeke is what I saw on the Wikipedia page. Well, let's just get to my one. What else did they do? Because I only have the one. Um, This one's for Taylor Handley. He plays Pete Riley, the main character. Yeah, he did fine. Um, Something that is a very small plot point that has nothing to do with the actual plot mm-hmm. is that their parents, their, their their dad has passed away. That's right. Well, let me tell you, Taylor Hanley has more experience in those kinds of movies. Was he in Onward or was he in Jack Frost? Jesus Christ, man. I know. <laughs> I, both movies I haven't seen. Uh-huh. Um, however... Uh, knowing that you are, in fact, the number one onward stand, I am. Uh, it's true. It's in your Twitter name, so it it, has it so to be it must true. be true. Yeah, I'm gonna say just for you, onward. Wrong. He is not yeah, an he onward. He's actually in Jack no, Frost, which did give me childhood trauma, but not not a good. Movie, no, I know he plays Jack Frost me. in that. I'm pretty sure. No, he doesn't. No, play no. Jack the, Frost. The, the, wait, the, the film Jack Frost where Michael Keaton's a snowman? Yes. No. No, <laughs> I I was thinking of Rise of the Guardians. No, 
I, I haven't no, seen no, the no, film where no, Michael Jack Keaton Frost, does snowman. The, the 1998 one where the dad dies and then yeah. haunts a snowman. I, I, that's why I was confused because I was like, <laughs> well, I don't think Jack, I don't remember that bit of Rise of the Guardians, but I haven't seen it. I could have sworn I would have heard about it, but guess not. But no. I, 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 I didn't think it was the Michael Keaton is a snowman film. Mm-hmm. Um, that does make sense, though. Yeah, he's not one I mean, of the kids. I, I knew that it wasn't onward. Dad passed away, I but he, it, he's one of their friends. But still, yeah, I knew it wasn't onward. But I picked it for I mean, you. It could be onward. He could just do generic voice. No, acting I, I for picked it. it to, I picked it to give you an opportunity to stand onward. I mean, it's literally probably the best Pixar movie that's been released, at least in my opinion. And Soul is a very close second because I love Soul a lot. It was very good. And I don't agree, but that's okay because film is subjective. I like Soul a lot. No, I mean about Onward. Oh, it just, that's it just doesn't. I, mean, you haven't I haven't it. seen it, but it also I read the plot. Mm-hmm. I know the plot, and I went, not for me. Oh, the plot's basic. Not for the me. Plot Thank is you, though. Basic and boring. Yeah, and I don't think it would resonate with me. And that's fair. Um. So as a result, it's not my opinion the best Pixar film. Because film is because film is subjective, Freeman. It sure is. God, hey David, do you want to guess at some of the names of the uh, movie tropes that are in this movie? Boring is sin. I, I don't think that that one's a trope, but it but is true. It is true, yeah. Like, just name some. See if see if they're on this list on TVTropes.org. Dropping the chandelier. Dropping the chandelier. I'm going with um, a phantom themed one. Well, there are a couple phantom themed ones, but that's not specifically that one. Yeah. There's the white mask of doom. All right, yeah, because he's wearing a mask. Yeah. Okay. Um, the dramatic unmask. Yeah. Let's see here. We also have the, I guess, I think that's the only two, or evil laugh, maybe, I guess. Evil laugh is just so, what What other tropes you got for me, Freeman? Uh, Scooby-Doo hoax. Yeah. Show within a show. It sure is. Team mom, not teen, team Team mom, uh, yeah. Hillary, Hillary Horan, yeah, Hillary, the, the, uh, the one yeah. who's nice, the sweet one, yeah. Uh, title drop, of course, yeah. Uh, shout out to Phantom of the Opera, uh huh. Um, off-screen teleportation, yeah, that does happen. Uh, mythology gag, uh huh. Motor mouth, mm-hmm. Uh, kick the dog, okay. Uh, jerk jock. Yeah. He who must not be seen. <laughs> That's the phantom. Yeah. Uh, Finagle's law. Okay. I don't know. The elaborate one. underground base. Oh, there... Finagle's law. Um, during the night premiere, anything that can go wrong does go wrong. Oh, okay. Even Pete's mom and her boyfriend, George, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the actual name, but, you know. Yeah. Because I see that as Murphy's law, but. I do, know. yeah. Um, dramatic mask. Uh, description cut. Mm-hmm. Deadpan Snarker. Uh, okay. That's all of them. Yep. Catchphrase. Okay. We're just listening tropes Cassandra now. Truth. We're filling yeah. time by listening tropes now. Uh, By the book Cop. Okay, that's the Building of kit. Adventure. I- I'm stopping you. I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give film advice here. Okay. I'm just. I'm just gonna give any filmmakers, any amateur filmmakers listening or aspiring filmmakers. Listening to our podcast, a tip here. Don't the, make this movie. Don't make this movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
there there's a few sins that a movie can have. We we talk about mm-hmm. them a lot here. And you know, they're the they're not interesting. If you're going to make a film that's not good, at least make it interestingly bad. Because that way yeah. at least it's memorable. I'm not going to remember this film. So the mm-hmm. sin is that's forgettable. Despite the fact that it has a great name and a great ability for an actual story there. Another sin that we don't talk about a lot, though, is, and this is a sin that happens in a lot of times in movies that are referential of other films. Don't talk about other movies. No. The reason being, and I mentioned it before, if you talk about a movie inside your movie, and your movie is bad, I will remember how good that other movie was Mm -hmm. and will make your movie subsequently even worse another thing is if you have to have your characters referencing things in this case the younger sister and younger brother are film buffs and they reference a bunch of movies Mm -hmm. but none of those movies are real just have them reference real movies Mm mm-hmm like, at that point, you need to, like, if you want to make a movie that is about movies, mm-hmm. you better have a good budget so you can pay royalties in order to actually use real movies' names. Or, you're, in this case, you're Disney. Mm-hmm. You don't need to pay use royalties. Use Disney movies. Use Disney movies. They made a Pocahontas reference. That was coming out probably around the same time as this film, or this mm-hmm. thing. And Something other... I did want to mention that the um, TV Tropes one actually, like, specifies, which is interesting because I didn't put this together. Mm-hmm. Um, the mythology gag that it says, right? Yeah. Pete's mother mentioned seeing Katie Seagal and LeVar Burton at yes. the premiere party. That's right. Those were two actors that were actually in Smart House. They were. Yeah. That's so that's true. that's what that whole bit is. So I, I actually thought that was kind of interesting. Is she also that's in Smart cool. House? Is that Leela? Uh, that? Yeah, oh, that's okay. Katie Seagal. Yeah, yeah. Katie Seagal's Leela. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. Weird. Is she the mom from Smart House? Their mom? I don't think she's... So they're just referencing a different movie. They're just referencing it. Yeah. Yeah, just for fun. So that's not even a... Okay. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Or they just... Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, The other thing is about referencing, because I wasn't quite done with that thought. Yes, please continue. The other thing is if you aren't working for, like, Disney. Reference films in the public domain. Mm Mm-hmm. Or films that are so famous that you can't be called out for referencing them. Mm Mm-hmm. Casablanca is an example. Here's looking at you, kid, is such a famous line at this point. It's just enter the popular lexicon. You can use that. I mean, they did reference um, Wizard of Oz, but they very specifically, like, didn't reference it at the same yeah. time. Because they very, like, lightly glanced the reference. Yeah, you know? I mean, they lightly glanced E.T. in there. They mm-hmm. lightly glanced, like, two or three other films in there that I don't remember. I just remembered E.T. and I remembered mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Because Wizard of Oz is very pointed. And I just remember Flying Bike. I thought that was stupid, so I laughed at it and remembered right. it. And the only thing we're coming away from with this movie, I think, Freeman and I, is that Mickey Rooney's kind of fun. Mickey Rooney's great. Yeah, he's kind of he's fun in this film. And that's all he we're coming away job. with. That's all we're coming away with. Yeah. Would you... Would you like to hear some reviews? Oh, you know I would, David. Some, you know that some I'm so 10 out of 10 reviews from IMDb? Can't wait. There's only two. Mm-hmm. 
This one's from the 2nd of November, 2002. This is one of my favorite movies. I'm sorry. My kid hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Every time I'm stopping, there's a period. My kid hates mm-hmm. it. Period. But I love it. Period. No sure. capitals. Movie Mason, Mickey Rooney, knows everything about movies. It is a must-see movie. It is scary and funny at the same time. Five out of five stars. Only on Disney. There is a man who is going around making bad stuff happen. That is all I am going to tell you. <laughs> That's the whole review. I, I like it? I like the statement of only on Disney. Only on Disney. Nowhere on else Disney. could you possibly see this Disney. sort of quality family entertainment. Only on Disney. Only Disney. Only on Disney. The other one <sighs> is um, from 2018. This film has a great has great suspense for a Disney Channel original movie. Those complaining it are taking it as a blockbuster film. It's exactly what you'd expect from a Disney movie of this genre. Suspenseful, I mean, right. cheesy, funny, exciting. Yeah, I do. Exp- I, it's exactly what I expect from a Disney Channel original movie. But I know that they mm-hmm. can make better films than this. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with my eyes and heard it with my ears mm-hmm. and spoken about those better films with my mouth. But I never smelled them or touched them. So I guess mm-hmm. it's only three out of five senses, I guess. Someone said this is the winner of the worst movie ever. And like, no. No. It's mediocre. No, not even close. This is like, it has at least some entertaining parts. Because it has Mickey Rooney in it. Yeah. And this is the this is Johnny Tsunami too. Because the grandpa is the best part of that movie. Mickey Rooney is the best part of this movie. He does yeah. a great job. Yeah. But... And even then, like, I I enjoyed some of the, like, small jokes here and there. Well, and most I these... enjoy mystery stuff, but, like, it was so predictable from the beginning that I didn't really care about the mystery on this one. But I'll give it some credit for being basically a Scooby-Doo episode, but a movie. It, it, it is a Scooby-Doo episode. It really is. The problem is that if I wanted that, I just, just watch Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. I want to. I'm looking to see if this writer has done anything else. This is the writer for the Land Before Time. Seriously? Yes, seriously. Oh my God. A troll in Central Park. I feel like that movie's really good. I, I've heard of that movie. Uh, no, that one's not a light love movie. He. I know I've heard of that. Though. He also. This is the same person who wrote Xenon and Smart House. Okay. Well, that explains the Smart House reference. And, yeah, and Xenon the sequel. And the Poof Point. Mm-hmm. And True Confessions. Okay, And yeah. Gotta Kick It Up, and Go Into the Mat, and Xenon Z3, and Cowbells. Oh, this explains a lot, too. <laughs> uh, the does? the director yeah. directed, like, let's see here, yeah. a bunch of Power Rangers. A bunch of Power Rangers? Bunch of Power Rangers. That's Let's see, 11, basically 14, fourteen episodes of Power Rangers. That's a that's, lot of Power Rangers. That's a lot of Power Rangers, and that means it's you know. And the thing about that, if it's is it the original Power Rangers, uh, Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers in Space, and Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. So no, so none so, of the good so ones I'll, that I'll, anyone remembers. Here's what I'll say, and I don't know if this applies to later Power Rangers. Well, maybe Turbo, but you know. but early Power Rangers, the first 
series of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. The only things that were filmed in America were the school bits. Right. Everything else was in all Japan. everything where they yeah everything where they are dressed as the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers is Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's for example why uh, the Yellow Ranger doesn't have a skirt on her costume, but the Pink Ranger does. Is because in Japan the Yellow Ranger is a man. Um, but that what I'm saying is so what you're telling me is if that followed through into the later Power Rangers, this person just directed the high school stuff, which seems about right. Yeah, that does sound about right. Yeah, and they didn't even do any of like the really good Power Rangers uh, series that people remember, except for maybe Turbo. They did some episodes of Turbo, which sure. But when I think of Power Rangers personally, I think of Dino Thunder and I think of Time Force, and that is neither of those. <laughs> I think of the magic one. Oh, what was the magic one? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look up Power Rangers. By the way, I have the quote that Mickey Rooney says. Mm-hmm. He says, there's always magic in the movies. And then he says, pirate ships, bicycles that fly, angels that earn their wings, beautiful women marry handsome men, and we all learn there's no place like home. Mm-hmm. So pirate ships is incredibly broad. Bicycles right, that fly is ET. That's the point. Angels earn their wings is a wonderful life. Yep. Beautiful women marry handsome men. That's broad. anything. And we all learn there's no place at home like home, which is Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. All three of which also, are better the one you're films thinking of. This. The one you're thinking of is Power Rangers Mystic Force, I think. That's right, Power Rangers Mystic Force. You know there's a bunch of Power Rangers comics? I do. You know that there's a Power Rangers comic where they interact with uh, the Justice League? No, I did not know that. Yeah, um, the Justice League fights the Megazord. Okay, that actually sounds kind of cool, I won't uh, lie. There's also um, Power... Or not Power Rangers. Justice League meets the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know about that because uh, Batman shows Raphael where his parents died. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is where my... <laughs> <laughs> that, this is where my parents died. Cow a bummer. Cow a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good time. It's there's so good. also yeah, there's also um all comics where an alternate timeline where the Green Ranger kills all the Power Rangers. That sounds really interesting. Uh-huh. I don't want to read that now. That actually sounds yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. Alright, okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I want to get into Power Rangers lore now. <laughs> Deep into the Power Rangers lore. Uh-huh. Gotta find yeah, out. I, I watched yeah. I watched Dino Thunder mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I watched um Time Force. I Time think. Force. Not, not SPD. I watched not SPD. Watched that one. I also watched oh, Mystic Force. which one is it? Uh, there's Mystic Force. There's yeah, watch Dino that one. Charge. Mega Force. Time Force. Yeah, Time it, Force, it exists. Yeah. I know Time it did. Yeah. David, which Power Ranger color are you? That's a good question. <laughs> um, that's actually a pretty good question. So, what are the per- let, let's go through the personalities of the Power Rangers. Right. Okay. Red you is, have the leader, which red is red. Red is leader. Yep. Green is nerd. Or not green. Blue is nerd. Yep. Right. Um, pink is girl. Mm-hmm. Yellow is sassy. Yes. Uh, black is cool guy. You're, you're, you're giving them personality traits that we know that wasn't intended by the uh, creators. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and, and green is the edgy one. Green is edgy and eventually becomes, at least in the original one, the white ranger. White. So the question, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm edgy maybe, mm-hmm. the edgy ranger. I think I'm probably blue. 
Yeah, because I, I, I was trying to call them out on their racism, and you didn't. Well, I mean... I was, I was going to make a comment on it, and then you just cut me off after I brought up no, the Yellow Ranger. No, go ahead. Ranger. Please, please. You know what? Okay. Cut, cut okay, that last yeah. five minutes. No, not I'm not actually, cutting it. Like, I'm, cut that I'm last leaving five. that in. And yeah, what I'm no, going to say actually, is... Yeah. Hey, David, which Power Ranger color are you? Like, hey, I didn't Freeman, say anything you know, at all. The, the decision of Power Ranger colors is actually incredibly racist. Uh-huh. At least in the United States. Because they made the Yellow Ranger Asian and the Black Ranger African American or Black. Or I don't know how he prefers um, mm-hmm. what he prefers. But uh, right. that's super racist, dude. Yeah, man. That's not cool. No, it's not cool. It sucks. It, it sucks a lot. And I think that's worth mentioning, because it sucks. Yeah, it's very worth mentioning. Yeah. Anyway, green. I'm the edgy ranger. Yeah, blue. And, and you're nerd? You're the nerd ranger? Yeah, nerd ranger. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's what I was thinking. I, I do know how to play a flute through a mask. And make it sound like Perfect. a trumpet. Perfect. Yeah. Or, sorry... Play yeah, play a flute like a trumpet through a mask, and it sounds like a synthesizer. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Just fit right in. Exactly. That's why I'll be a good Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers, edgy force. It's Power only Rangers, Green Rangers. Something I'd rather be watching than this movie, and I didn't uh, even really watch Power Rangers that much. No, I don't like kid. Power Rangers that much. I watched like maybe a couple episodes. I yeah. think I I was more into other stuff. I, I, watched, I did not care about. Power I watched Rangers. all of like Mystic Force and a lot of SPD. But I didn't have, like, any toys or anything. I think I watched Avatar more than I watched Power Rangers. Well, absolutely, I watched all of Avatar. Because way better. Yeah. Um, Not a Disney yeah. property, though. No. None of these things were run um, on Disney Channel. Well, no, because none of the good little kids shows were run on Disney Channel, except for Disney Junior. Disney Junior stuff had quality. Well. Like, Bear in the Big Blue House and yeah. Roly Polioli. Mm, I've never two. seen Roly Polioli. Really? Yeah, that's true. Um, and I would counter that by the saying the phrase, three words, Freeman. Three mm-hmm. words, say them, and I'm yours. House of Mouse. <laughs> yes, so good. Yeah. And honestly, Disney, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't, no. um, why isn't House of Mouse on Disney Plus yet? Yeah, that's huh? a great question. Why, why isn't Buzz Lightyear of Star Command on Disney Plus yet? That's also a good I'd question. I'd like to know the answer to those, because I really yeah. want to watch those, and yeah. I would yeah. watch them so often. Like, I'm not saying that you don't have some uh, good stuff on there, because I appreciate you guys giving us all five seasons of The Muppet Show. I have been watching that, because it's very fun. Um, But I want House of Mouse and Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Yeah, and the thing is, House of Mouse has a whole, like, three episodes where the villains take over. Mm -hmm. House of Villains. House of Villains, yeah. I want to see my House of Villains Disney Channel. Yeah. Re-release your old cartoons. That's what also, House of like, really put was. the Wonderful World of Disney on there. Like, the really old stuff with Walt. Like, put that on there. Put it on there. People would be so excited. People would watch it. People everyone, would watch so everyone much. Everyone wants to watch House of Mouse. They put, the, they put the Disneyland, like, not the opening speech, but, like, yeah. the pre-opening speech on there. Yeah. I know that that has, like, probably some of the highest watch time on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. Besides, like, Didn't the they Mandalorian. just put up, like, a bunch of fireworks shows on there? They put up a couple of them from overseas parks. They put up Disneyland Paris, Paris and, and like Shanghai, Shanghai Disneyland's yeah. like opening ceremonies. Yeah. And that's really cool. And I wanted to have more of that. Like yeah. put uh, Epcot's illuminations on there. People would go crazy for that. I, I would. I famously love Epcot. So. I hate Epcot. I know you hate well, Epcot. Okay. I don't hate Epcot. It's just I'd much rather go to any other park than Epcot. I, I like Epcot because I like the idea of going to one of those places and sitting down and hanging out and people watching. 
Oh, it's fun. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't next like time that, the park Next time so that you much. come to hang out, we need to go to the Regal Eagle Smokehouse so you can try the best food on Disney property at a quick service restaurant because it All is right. really good. Deal. It's so good. I, I kind of want to go to the Canada Steakhouse just to say that I've been there. I really don't because I just feel like it's not that great. I I know. I have never personally been, but I know that the hibachi in Japan is very good. I mean, it's just regular hibachi. I went there oh, for yeah. my twenty first birthday. It's it's not anything crazy. It's 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 hibachi. Like it, yeah, you can't go apparently, wrong. Apparently, but... it's very good hibachi. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I can go to a place down the street that's like fifteen minutes from my house and is half as cheap and oh, get I'm the sure. same hibachi for just as. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm, it's I'm just, just as good. Look, I'm just getting this from a food snob who told me that it was no, very good hibachi. I mean, it's not bad. I just much rather go anywhere else because I mean it's the same hibachi place. Like I could, True. you can go to Benihana, and the only difference between what they do at the Disney one and the Benihana one is they don't make a Mickey Mouse head out of the onion rings. That's it. <laughs> well, then that's what's the, the only point? difference. What's the point? I though? know, I know. Look, Why I mean, you the, want only, to go to the, the only place one? I'll ever end up actually eating there as an actual sit-down restaurant is Germany. Well, because it's the best one at the World Show. Well, and also because uh, that's where I'm going to show up when I get sloshed. Because <laughs> it will immediately. They have the most carbs too. It'll cure me mm-hmm. in moments. All right, David. Yeah. We For Phantom to... of the okay. Megaplex. We right? don't. Ha- no, we don't have to end it yet. We're only. We're not even forty we minutes don't... in. I mean, I... this is our Epcot I'm... cast now. All right, Epcot podcast. Epcot. It is. All right, David. What are your opinions on Figment? Um. Look, Figment's cute. Mm-hmm. Design is cute. Mm-hmm. Without Dreamfinder, though, uh huh, not so good. Yeah, kind of annoying. Sucks. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Dreamfinder, yeah. big pog. Mm-hmm. Figment, kind of annoying. Yeah. Eric Idle was right. Oh, so right. God, I love that man. He's great. He's right. He's he's very right. If you yeah. if you haven't seen, um, Eric Idle has basically no recollection of filming uh, Journey into Imagination with Figment, which is hilarious, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of Disney stands on Twitter bullied him, and he called Figment an animated little Whopper. Um, <laughs> no, true. it's not actually Whopper, but yeah, yeah. you can find the tweet. Yeah. It's really funny, and I want that tweet framed and hung <laughs> on my wall. Oh, uh, I'm sure you could do that. Oh, I'm sure I can. I'm going yeah. to. And uh, let's be clear, I don't hate Figment. I just don't. I, 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 oh, I, I don't I think either. Figment's it's cute. just I, I don't just, care. Yeah. I think that figment is severely misused. I have no nostalgia for like 80s no. Epcot because I wasn't born yet. That's so right. I don't really care, you know? Yep. Ditto. Unlike a lot of people who are the same age as us, but for some reason romanticize opening uh, yeah. Epcot yep. more than their own life. And I don't get it, but whatever makes you happy, you know? I just want on Disney Plus a full live recording of Food Rocks. I yeah, that'd be even, cool. I couldn't even finish it. That'd be cool. I couldn't even finish it. I think it'd be really second. cool if they put like a bunch of the old shows on there. Like if they did that, there's if they no did way, um there's no way they Mickey's, have the right. Mickey's Mickey's review, I think was Mickey's what it was in Disneyland. Review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put like Enchanted Tiki Room on there well, so I can the watch is, it whenever musical, I want. Musical review is still in it's a It's all park. Disney music. No, it's in a park though, still. Is it? Yeah, overseas somewhere. I don't think it is. I thought it got all. I thought it all got. It, it might have gotten removed magic. somewhere, but I remember it got removed from the one in the in the U.S. and brought overseas. I thought it was all replaced with PhilharMagic by now. It might be PhilharMagic now, but I I remember hearing that when I was learning about that. 
make it easily <laughs> reveal. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Another another Epcot question. Okay. Do you prefer old test track or new test track? Old. Well. Correct. Old, but I'd like <laughs> to keep designing the car. Oh yeah, because that's probably the best part of the new yeah. one is designing the car. Um, David is mm-hmm. very very good at breaking character creators. Yes. And the car creation in test track is basically just a character creator. It's a character so creator David, for a car. Yeah, David David is very good at making very distinct designs for his cars. Hey, yeah. Um so much so that we even printed off a card of one of them and I keep it in yeah, my wallet have to at all pay times. Money for that. But it was totally worth it because we managed to make it clip into itself That's so right. that the model wasn't working right. That's right. It's so good. It's really good. It's beautiful. That's some incredible power to it. I'll put a picture of it um, up when this episode goes out with no context. Yeah. But once you wa- once you listen to the episode, you'll understand. Yeah, go take a look at our Twitter. Yeah. We'll at plug Unoriginals that cast. Yeah. At Unoriginals yeah. cast. Mm-hmm. We'll plug it again at the end. It's in the, it's well, in the description. Course. Naturally. Now we can. Yeah, unless you have another Epcot question for me. Um, If you could. If you had a truck. If you had what a would truck, you put in okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. No, what's your question? Um, so if you could add one, like, no, that's a stupid question. You asked if I could um, add a country. No, because uh, there's not really room to add a country. Uh, well, you want me to give really an answer not. to that? Yeah, presuming there was no. room to add a country. I mean, yeah, sure. If if there was room um, to add a country, which country do you add and why? Disney, you're cowards. Add an add literally any country in Africa. Yeah. You're cowards. And like, if your so. whole reasoning for not doing that is, oh, we have Animal Kingdom. No. That's racist. Like, you have Asia, and you still put Japan and China. And China. Yeah. So, no. Like, the, the other little, answer like... is um, add a South American country. Which I know mm-hmm. that Brazil was planned. Brazil was planned, and it's always been talked about adding. because there, And also, there's a lot of uh, Brazilian people that come yes. to the parks for their vacations. And yeah, I I'll say add Brazil. Give me a Brazilian steakhouse in Disney. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I love the um, Brazilian steakhouse. I mean, there's there's something similar-ish at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is called Jico, which is a, like an African steakhouse. It's very good. Yeah, but it's not like the same thing where they have like the sticks of meat that they bring yeah. around to the table. Yep. But they have very very good meats. Look, there, I, I'm I'm so. writing it for them though. And that's just my two cents. Um, otherwise, uh, add Philippines. I know that that was also played. Philippines would be cool. Yeah, with the uh, replica of the Matterhorn. Or was it Indonesia? I think it was Philippines. What about Philippines? Because I know that they wanted to have a second Matterhorn in Epcot. Yes. But that's not Philippines. I don't remember what country they wanted to put it in. They wanted to put it in, like... I don't remember what... I think they wanted to put it in Germany. Unless there was a Switzerland okay. planned originally. No, because Germany, they were going to have a boat ride. In fact, the so it's... Yeah, the Rhine River ride. In Germany, if you go... Yeah, if you go back to where uh, Beer Garden is, yep. there's a like mural on the right, and if you knock on that wall, it's hollow because there's still the like uh, boat dock area that they would have put the boat ride in if they yep. not had enough funding. They must have put in like they must have like cool. a plan for like a Switzerland or something. Maybe for uh, the Matterhorn. Maybe. Anyways, David, you get to ask me a question about Epcot now. I've done all the question asking. Uh, if you had a truck, uh huh, 
What would you put in it? Uh, Epcot. No. Um. <laughs> here's a question, Freeman. Yeah. Um. What is the one non-ride, non-theming thing you would change about Epcot? Non-ride, non-theming. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? What's um, the theme? What you think about that? But also answer. What's the one theming thing you would change about Epcot? The one theming thing. Um. Yeah. I would probably want to like change Future World as it is entirely, because yep. it Future World has the same problem that all future themed areas have: is that no matter yeah. what, it will become outdated at some point. Yeah. So you can either have it themed as what you want to be the future or like an old version of an idealized future. And I think that that's a much better concept because mm -hmm. if you look at magic kingdoms, Tomorrowland or Disneyland's Tomorrowland, it's all outdated by now. It's this cool, like fifties design of what the future yeah. would have been, but it's not that just... like idealized fifties design because yeah, you don't have all those cool, like be... rocket points and everything like that. But yeah, over I... in Disneyland, Paris, they have this really cool themed Tomorrowland that's actually themed after like steampunky Jules Verne stuff. And it's the same thing in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And that's a much better concept for yep. Tomorrowland because no matter when it is in like the actual world, that won't become outdated mm -hmm. because of how fantasy like it is. That's right. So my whole suggestion an is the, yeah. fix that with future world. Okay. As far as the non theming the non ride thing goes, I don't really know. All right, well, I guess make it easier though. to get to the World Showcase because they kind of did that with the Skyliner, but like it doesn't really help that much unless you're at those resorts. It's still very difficult to go from the front of the park to the World Showcase with all the construction going on. But even when that was finished, I feel like that's a very long-winded way to get there, and I feel like they could do something. Okay, well, then I have, I have one final question for you. Mm-hmm. Which is, would you rather bring back the guides on the food ride? The one where we go through the greenhouses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or have only the trolls from Matterhorn back. Ooh. Or not Matterhorn, Ma Maelstrom. Ooh. But it's still, it's still frozen. There's just the trolls in it now. It's still frozen. There's just that troll effect. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, definitely that. Because Living with the Land is fine without the live guides, yeah. you know? And if you want to take that live guided tour, it's only like 75 bucks, and like you're already spending this much money on your vacation, anyways. So if you really Wait, care you enough. You have to pay 75 bucks to get a guided Yeah, tour there's a guided tour called the, the Behind the Seeds Walking Tour. Um, that's like a 45 <laughs> minute that. tour. It costs $75, but it's a whole little walking tour of the greenhouses. So if you really care enough, you can do it still. Mm -hmm. whereas there are no okay. trolls on uh, Frozen Ever After, but it'd be so funny if the ride did not change in its entirety, just marshmallows replaced with like the tree troll that comes out of the thing and sends you backwards again. I Ugh. was going to say just that and the Odin effect, but I figured that would be too much of a... No, 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 it's, it's still like the castle of Arendelle and everything. That's what I'm saying, is like bring the Odin effect no. back. Make it Odin again. No, I, I don't even want that. I just and want uh, Marshmallow to be replaced with the troll, and that's it. And they, uh, and no one like acts like anything is different. Yeah, but what if it was the Odin effect? But the Odin effect said, "Let it." Go. Ooh, very good. I like yeah, that one. That's good. All right, let's let's answer. Let let's rate. This All right, thing. so out of ten bulk candy dispensers in a very extravagant movie theater, uh -huh. yeah. what would you rate Phantom of the Megaplex? I don't know, like a four. Yeah, four. Really? 
Seems kind of high. For I, I've already forgotten it. I've already forgotten. This yeah, movie. so that seems kind of high for a movie you've already forgotten. I don't know. I, I've already forgotten that other one. Okay. Vampire movie gave that one a five. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I, I I was I'm I'm I am torn between a three and a four. Mm-hmm. I think that either is extremely valid. Um, I, this movie is. I don't feel like it's bad enough to put with the other threes. I'm like it's that bad. It's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. That that's the dilemma I'm having recently when we're recording these is that these movies are boring. Right. But they're not like bad. Right. They suck to watch because they're boring. But they're not bad. So I think a four is fair. Okay. Four candy dispensers. Personally, I put it at a three. Because it's, like you said, it's not as bad as, like, uh, Genius or nope. Can of Worms. It's nowhere near that bad. Nope. Nope. But, yeah, it's it's incredibly it boring. I still remember it because it's a Scooby-Doo episode, and I, I love Scooby-Doo. Wow. Oh. But that's not to say that this is as good as a Scooby-Doo episode because they dragged a Scooby-Doo episode no, out to Scooby-Doo 90 episode. minutes, whereas a good Scooby-Doo episode yeah, is about 15. And the Scooby-Doo movies are not that Also, long. it has a better theme song. <laughs> it does. All of them are it's better. so much better. Like, what's new Scooby-Doo? Absolute banger. Love yeah. that. Coming after uh-huh. you. Gotta solve that mystery. It's true. The original one's mm-hmm. better. A pup named Scooby-Doo Scooby is better, better, even though, like, pup arguably, like, just glorified Scrappy-Doo and cannot stand Scrappy-Doo, but, you know. I don't think Pup Scooby is as annoying. No. As Scrappy. No, just not great still. I don't know. I think yeah. 3 out of 10, because and... it's just, it's it's definitely way below average, but it's not as bad as some of the other really bad movies we've watched. No, it's really not as bad as any of the other movies that we've watched. So that puts it at a three and a half out of ten overall for us, which I think is fair. Okay, I that's fine. What other movies are at three and a half? Do we have? Uh, let's see here. Three and a half. I got three point seven five for Miracle in Lane Two. Sounds Miracle about right. Lane two, sure. Um, yeah. Three point seven five for Genius. Mir- three point seven five for Genius. Yeah. Huh. huh. You think that this is worse than Genius and Miracle in Lane 2? No. It's about the same. Yeah, right? it's roughly about the same. Which, I th- I feel like 3.5 yeah. and 3.75 are roughly basically the same They're score. 0.25 difference, that's not a whole lot of difference. Yeah, I think this movie is better than both of those, but... Well, I think, I think the message then. behind uh, Miracle in Lane 2 is better, because that one actually, like, tries I, to I put some, like, tries to get a point across. That one However, the entire movie is have. ruined by the very ending of it, because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, honestly, the, uh... Yeah, this movie, I think, does less than that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie does add some actual movie stuff. Which is cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a sticky note that just says everyone in heaven in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. I've held on to that because it's 
it, it reminds if me. this eventually oh, blows up we can just use that as like a charity auction thing we can sign it and like yeah. frame it and use it as a charity exactly. auction tool of sticky note that it, david IBC wrote was on the other angels in a wheelchair on. of it the other side of it is a uh <laughs> is my rating for another film oh. is me tallying up the scores for another mm-hmm. film so it, it does it is i don't know what film that is even um, it's actually one of the only films that we did a breakdown of at the end. Oh, then I think it's so. Um, it's probably like Alley Cat Strike or Rip Girls. I think it's a, yeah. What'd so, you get it overall? Um, F. Oh, that doesn't help. I gave it a three for writing, a six for acting. There were no SFX. Seven on music, editing goes an F. So I gave it an F overall. I think that's probably Rip Girls. That probably because we didn't like that one. Rip girls have pre- Rip girls have pretty good or pretty bad acting. Yeah. It's probably so Rip that sounds girls. about right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so coming I'll, up uh, you next, know. we actually have the ultimate Christmas present. Um, Christmas in March. Christmas baby. in March. We're doing it. Wait, no, wait. When this releases, it'll probably it'll be probably be April, April, maybe. Huh? Yeah. Either way, Christmas in either March or April. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Um. After that, we have Xenon the sequel. Which, oh boy, can't wait for that one. That's a that's a killer double feature. And there, we buddy. also have Motocrossed after that, which I'm assuming is about a motorcycle movie, specifically Motocross. Uh, I just I just want to very quickly say that it doesn't matter where this goes in our universe. No, lines. not at all. It doesn't do anything. It is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Now, Xenon the sequel. That one might have something. Yeah. Ultimate Christmas present. If it has magic in it, could have something to do with it. Yeah. Could have real Santa. Mm-hmm. Who could, could be a resident of Halloween Santa. Town. <gasps> yeah. Anyways, I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, if you liked it, out. be sure to leave us a rating on wherever you listen to your podcasts. We like to look at our reviews. We love to get feedback from you guys. If you can give us the best possible score because you think we've earned it, that is fantastic. It helps up their if algorithms. If you it. haven't, if you don't think yeah. we've earned it, maybe consider giving it to us anyways because we're cool. Um, it helps with algorithms as far as getting the show out to other people. That's right. And if you're thinking about not giving it to us because we haven't gotten to a movie mm-hmm. yet, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. I promise. Um, trust trust us. We we want to get to those movies that you want us to right. watch as much as we you you want us to watch them. Cuz cuz we we watched those movies when we were younger. Yeah. And uh, we know that they're Just better. like I'm sure a lot of the rest of you did. Um yep. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so a couple different ways. We are on Twitter at @unoriginalscast like I mentioned earlier. You can also send us an email at unoriginals98 at gmail.com. We try to check that as often as we can, but I know we're not super great about that. Best place to probably get in contact with us is Twitter. Um, That's right. Thank you to Twin Musicom for the use of the cinematic sting for the opening of our episodes. I think that just about does it. I think that's about it. And thank you for listening. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Catch you next time. Bye.